the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 2018, man, the years fly by, don't they? Remember when you were a young kid in the 70s or 80s or 90s and you were thinking, wow, I'm going to be really old in 2020. You start hearing things like in the year 2020, we will have self-driving cars. And you never feel like you're ever quite there, but we're getting close. One of the things I like to do is to kind of teach ever so slightly what I've done well. And just because I've done it well doesn't mean you need to do the same thing I do. But something I believe in investing in is brands. I believe in brands, whether you're a small business, you're a big business, um, whether you're in TV or radio. Are you trustworthy? That's Why did I get a trustworthy first on brands? Because maybe loyalty? We're loyal to or not, especially in the restaurant industry, right? I've been in restaurants before... 10 times, loved it all 10 times. And that 11th time I'm, I get bad service. I'm like, I'm never ever coming here again. Or, you know, I, I, I take great offense to something, right? Facebook chief, Mark Zuckerberg. He's the man who represents Facebook, right? Tim Cook represents Apple to a lesser extent. Some of his other CEOs, you know, Sheryl Sandberg with Facebook, right? But when bottom line, push comes to shove, you think about Zuckerberg when you think about Facebook. So I'm big into brands, really, really big into brands. And when it comes to investing, how bad is privacy backlash for someone like Facebook? Because again, haven't we seen some privacy issues hit Home Depot when credit cards got stolen? Hit Experian? hit target. So we've seen companies get back from where they once belong. Get back to where you once belong. Get back, Jojo. Um, advertisers are important. Um, so when you hear about privacy issues hitting Facebook and like people are like, hashtag delete Facebook, that's not even trending on Twitter. It never did. You're going to see indignation from senators and they're going to be so indignant and so upset and so distraught. You would think that like their heart is broken, but they're just a dog barking at the moon. There won't be a lot of meaningful legislation. Now, down the road, I think Europe's going to probably lead on the privacy issues and the brand of Facebook. And at some point in time, will the EU, you know, go gangster on big tech like they went gangster on Microsoft? Like they've gone gangster on Google so far. Could be. So watch out Facebook, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple. Your success is in European Union's eyeballs. In the United States, we're not going to do anything about it. In the United States, you know, 
elementary schools and high schools get you know shooters in them regularly, and our Congress can't do anything about it. You think we're going to do anything about privacy issues at at, at Facebook? Nah, we'll him and haw about it, but we won't do anything. So this is all about business lessons and going to business school. When you make an apology, you want to sound contrite. It's amazing that people still fly United. I'm surprised they've got a plane in the air today. With what's happened with them in the last couple of years of dragging passengers off planes, of kicking families off the day before Christmas, of overbooking and then yanking people, of coming up with you know, a dead dog in the overhead, uh, dogs being uh, sent to the wrong country, <laughs> not the wrong state, the wrong country. You'd imagine that no one would be flying at United anymore, because haven't we all seen on our friends' uh, Facebook feed? I can't believe they beat this passenger up. I can't believe they put that dog in the overhead. You know, when I heard that dog in the overhead died, I tried to buy a, a ticket to the overhead for my, my ex-wife. See, we, we wanted to fly back to Hawaii or somewhere together. Okay, I tried to buy. Thank you very much. I'll be there all night long. I didn't know you could have put an ex-wife in an overhead. So on Wednesday, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so over a weekend, Facebook gets into trouble for privacy issues. Of which it still should be known that like nothing got broken into on their systems. You volunteered the information and it was shared. And then the company was pretty aggressive where they took. But you invited them in. So it's like that at vampire movie, right? You invited the vampire in by downloading an app, and then you get upset that the vampire, you know, put a coffin in your basement, sucked your blood, sucked your husband's blood, sucked your children's blood. Rob, there's no such thing as vampires. But you invited them in. Two, three, four, five. <laughs> I love the count. So. Johnson & Johnson got into a lot of issues when, in the 1980s, some of their boxes were tampered with. That's why you have those tamper-proof uh, medication bottles now. And you can always see that little film of aluminum on top. Has it been opened or not? Johnson & Johnson had to pull bottles off of every drugstore, um, every supermarket, every little nook and cranny in the world. They had to find their product and pull it off. So you can't really fight a fire with a squirt gun. You have to be aggressive. You know, what should Facebook do when they get into a scandal where the Trump campaign was using data from a data company that was meant to, you know, be tampered with and manipulated? So, again, like on your Facebook page, if you put that you like dogs and you put that, you know, you like um, an artist named Shag and is like really retros, 50s kind of stuff, tiki art. And you pick something along the lines of um, worst president ever, hashtag. They can now come to you with an ad that's painted like a Shag painting that's got dogs in it and says, wouldn't you really like this president if you give him another try? knowing that you like dogs and you are mad, like you can see how you got manipulated, right? I think the most interesting person in the world right now, and I think one of the most powerful people in the world right now is Mark Zuckerberg. Facebook's reach, Instagram's reach, WhatsApp's reach is to, to so many people in the world. So he needs to cease all political advertising. 
I would probably shut down that creepy kids messenger app. And instead of like going after the kids with messenger, Hey parents, you could have little Joey messages friend after school. Instead of doing that, say we're going to pump a billion dollars or a million dollars or a hundred dollars or $5 into research on kids and their brains. So you have to be a really, really good leader in times of crisis. And I think that goes for marriages. I think that goes for friendships. Washington's pretty flaccid. I don't think they do much. They're a bit of a noodle. So when the European Union starts making noise, I think that's when we start getting really, really worried. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I get I take a lot of pride out of some of the odd little things that come through from you. I got a nice email yesterday from someone who's been listening for a long time. And uh, he slowly created some wealth, and he has stayed involved in the market. He originally was asking me, I'm not going to say annoying questions, but questions along the lines of, you know, how can I make faster money? How can I make faster money? I'm like, don't do that, dude. It's not what I do. Sorry, don't do that. Um, so that's out there. I'm always happy to see success stories. I know it sounds funny, but it's true. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We can talk about strategy. Um, we can talk about the future. Millennials have taken down dozens and dozens of industries. We've talked about this. Who's going to take down Facebook? It's expected that not the millennials, but Generation Z. Now, that doesn't mean that happens. In November, a Piper Jaffray survey found 47% of teenagers consider Snapchat their favorite social media platform, up from 35% the year before. Now, Snapchat's not doing anything. It's wallowing. Instagram was oh, Instagram was a preferred platform for 24% of teens. The same number one year before. So teens are the millennial uh, are the Generation Z. They're born between 1995 and the mid 2000s. So this is a brown bad news for Facebook. Again, is it instantaneous? No. When you have 2 billion eyeballs, anything can happen. Facebook remains the most popular social media platform in the United States. Outside of those who have already left, teens and tweens remaining on Facebook seem to be less engaged, logging in less frequently, and spending less time on the platform. This kind of survey makes me want to look at Snap. So it does. It does, does, does. Um, it's kind of funny. Remember the 2017 tax cuts? I'm not going to say they got rushed into the market, but I think one of the areas that we saw come out of it was pretty interesting. We saw Californians got punished. New Yorkers got punished. Connecticut's got punished. All who tend to vote Democrat. A Republican Congress puts together a tax plan that seems to punish three of the biggest states as far as voter impact goes. But we look at the corporate tax cut, and I, I see different things. Like, for instance, I see um, the uber-wealthy versus the wealthy. 
the wealthy versus the inequality of low income, mid income. But also, I see people who have four hundred one ks. They got a big plus out of that out of that tax cut. And people who don't have four hundred one ks, they're even further behind. I, I don't know if you're following me on this one, so. Um, I saw from my own very eyes that that tax cut has a lot of ramifications as far as classes of people in our society goes, not just from a state level, um, but on an individual level as far as, you know, your income brackets. But it also showed me, you know, kind of a people who have 401ks in their company and people who don't. Starbucks underperformed the market in 2017, so automatically it's one of the stocks that I'm going to think about in 2018. It's a big brand, check. They make billions of dollars, check. They had a disappointing year, maybe some value, yes. They'll have the benefits of the lower corporate taxes for restaurants that as you pay less income tax, you're like, hey, I got a little extra money, let's go to dinner. Or, hey... I'm a corporation. I'm paying less taxes. Um, so it's one of the stocks that I'm looking at. I'll be quite honest for it with you. It's the cold cup of co- cold. I like a cold cup of coffee in the summer. How do they sell that on us? Uh, you know, I grew up in a world where it's cold outside. Grab your coffee. We're going to snow plowing. The benefits of the lower corporate taxes have been well reported. Expect about half those savings uh, or less to follow to the bottom line. So, you know, that probably means Starbucks, as they have a lower tax credit, tax line, they'll probably reinvest some of it in their own stores. They'll probably invest some of it in their own stock. All things that I like. All things that I like. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm very leery of any commercial on radio, television, or the internet that promises you could be a millionaire, how to do it without a 401k. Most millionaires I've met have done it with 401ks. It's a powerful tool for savings. It happens over time. You cut, or 457 or 403b, whichever you work for, if you work for a nonprofit or if you work for a government. So a 401k can be an extremely powerful tool. 42% of workers don't have access to a 401k or 403b or 457. So then you're starting to invest in IRAs or Roth IRAs. And there's a heck of a lot less uh, ability to fund those. Much smaller numbers. And that's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. So be cautious on commercials that promise you a little bit too much. 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Netflix. <laughs> Pretty interesting this uh, as a business model. And every time they report their quarterly numbers now, we're paying attention to not domestic. We're paying attention to what Netflix has to say about international markets and the broadband of international markets and how many people are using their service that have international broadband. So... During earnings season, happens four quarters per year. That's the metric that I think everyone's looking at. We're looking at subscriber growth, but international subscriber growth. It's a strong indication of long-term growth. It shows the company's on pace. It shows that they get that recurring business model. Subscriptions make a lot of people poor. 
Do you remember having a, like a subscription where it automatically re-enrolls you and you're like, oh, I would have canceled that if I had to send a check-in or sign up with a credit card again? Subscriptions are good. Netflix is viewed as a long-term winner, except for their competitions coming in. Who? Disney. I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You know, one of the most difficult things for me to do is sometimes to eliminate the noise. Whether that's going to sleep at night or whether it's dealing with investments. It's pretty tough. When dealing with investments, you have to kind of eliminate the noise of, I really don't care what your politics are. You don't care what my politics are. So one of the things I try to do here is try to like not bring politics onto the show. Because I think we both could win. In the United States, uh, I think all three parties, the Republicans, the Independents, and the uh, Democrats could all win. We don't have to all be happy together, and we don't have to all agree. Um, one president can make you nervous because he's an amateur. One president can make you nervous because he's a hothead. One president can make you nervous because he governed you know, a southern state. One president can make you nervous because his daddy was head of the CIA. Like, I get it. I get it. We're all going to have you know, issues that we have to deal through and process. I totally get it. Uh, but I try not to bring politics in because it's the toughest thing to do is to remove that noise, especially in a world in media where noise seems to get into the lion's share of the, of the day. Uh, I'm going to downsize my time in TV soon, in large part because TV depresses me because it's that noise. I don't really need to know that, you know, 5,000 square acres have burned down or 21 people died in a mudslide or this horrible man shot his kid and then shot himself or this horrible person, you know, uh, hates people who have guns and this horrible person, you know, loves people who have guns. Like that kind of noise just in life kind of punches you in your stomach. Now, I try to do a show that adds some value to you. And we all remember back in the 90s, I hope this was the 90s. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Rap song, right? Why would I bring that up? When Rob talks about things that he likes, he brings up big butts. Do you really think he's, like, fallen so far from the Sir Mix-a-Lot tree of rap that he's actually enjoying the music and... You brothers can not deny that when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist, like I was just influenced as a kid. You know, it's the music that I play, that you played. I think someone at Rolling Stone magazine said you'll always find your favorite music was the music of your of your teens and twenties. So I try to mix a little Sir Mix a Lot oh, into this show by talking about That's big butts, so pop song, cultural reference. A lot of people understand it. Um, because my next statement is the one that's going to hook you. Some guys like big butts. I like big stock buybacks. I like dividend increases. I like companies that have a brand. I like companies that quarter to quarter grow revenue. I like companies that year over year grow earnings. 
but I like buybacks. You should be able to come up with five to 10 things that you like about a company and five to 10 things you don't like about a company. You should be able to be honest with yourself. I'm a little heavy right now. I'm a little too skinny right now. I don't have enough muscle right now. It's going to be a record-shattering year for corporate stock repurchases in the U.S. If the number one, if the number of share buybacks is any indication. Now, we've announced big buybacks. doesn't mean we have to finish them, but we've announced them. And what do you mean by not finishing them? Well, if inflation starts showing up or recession starts showing up, it could become a problem. You know, another thing that I put as a flag on companies that I watch is overexpansion. So right now I'm seeing Facebook and Apple almost compete for cranes. Like, who can build corporate buildings faster? And I actually saw some research on Google being a big real estate owner in the United States, which is pretty fascinating because you don't think of them as a real estate owner, but certainly. You don't think of McDonald's as a real estate owner, but certainly. So far this year, we're projected to buy back about $151 billion of buybacks. Thanks in large part due to the tax reform and repatriation and to the higher earnings growth estimates. So we're looking at $842 billion worth of stock buybacks on an annualized basis. So it's pushing trillion, right? Last year we did $530 billion, up this year to $842. $530 billion up to $842. That's a 60% increase. And that would reach the highest level ever since 2007, when we were in that 2006-2008 stock market correction. And wisely, companies bought back shares when they were low. Now they're buying back shares when they're high. And that makes me a little... That's kind of a plus and a minus, right? Luca Buhas, he expects about $100 billion of the incremental buybacks to be funded from stronger earnings growth and tax cuts. Another $200 billion from those uh, stock repatriations. So we're talking about big companies buying back buying back stocks. And let me give you, like, remember, we've been talking a lot about brand recently. When I say the name of this company, you tell me what you think. Now, I'll do it with a couple companies. Cisco Systems. Now, you probably thought Silicon Valley. You probably thought networks, switches, routers, John Chambos. Um, the man who said we would grow at 30% a year every year, even when they were growing at 10% a year. How about this company for our brand? Tell me what you think of PepsiCo, Pepsi. You get Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, orange juice, water, right? Plastics, Doritos, Gatorade. What do you think of when I think I say the, the name Oracle as a big brand that's buying back lots of shares? You probably think Larry Ellison, World Cup sailing, maybe databases, tech company, guy who owns a lot of Hawaii. But a good company will evoke those kind of images from you. Visa. I have nothing but happy images about Visa or eBay. I, I can kind of see the logo in my head, right? And the idea of, oh, I need to buy a new pair of shoes or I need to buy... Uh, my favorite pair of pants that no longer in stock anywhere I want, but oddly enough, someone on eBay has them. Um, so that's it. You know, share buybacks are important, and I probably milked Sir Mix a lot for a lot more than he milked his career for. Uh, but buybacks are okay. Now, you could be saying something like, um, let's say someone just in invented the internet 
he put two computers in touch with each other and they're talking. Now, maybe companies that sell equipment for like computers or networking or wireless communications or Bluetooth chips or hard drives, things that would benefit from networking, maybe you don't want those companies doing buybacks. But when you start feeling like there's not enough innovation to to pump R&D into, stock buybacks are okay. But you do have to ask some questions, you know? I think it's super important. One of my favorite companies to talk about is Nike. Um, It goes back to my love of my childhood. I didn't have a great childhood. I had a horrible childhood. But there were some things that I loved about my childhood. Most of those were relating to other boys while playing soccer, sometimes swimming. So Nike was around when I was a kid, as was Adidas, which I've recently learned, you're to correctly pronounce it, you're supposed to say Adidas, Adidas. Does anyone expect Americans to correctly pronounce anything? I like the way you say that. Mercedes is supposed to be Mercedes. No, thank you. I'm American. I'm allowed to speak whatever way I want. It's in the Constitution. Probably under that Third Amendment thing. You're darn you know. tootin'. So some analysts out there will look at a Nike, and sometimes they'll love it, sometimes they'll hate it. But they're typically talking about one year, two years, or three years. So sometimes you'll hear, like, what you don't want to hear, like, Adidas is catching up with Nike, or Nike's falling back to Skechers, or Skechers is catching up to Adidas. Uh, And there's some truth to that. But the shoe market's a large, large market. And I think Nike's a great long-term name. If you're going to ask me about the short term, I'm going to say, I don't know. I know every three to four months I need a new pair of shoes. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I want you to become a better investor. And I want you to remember back in 2009, you might have been listening to the show and said, hey, I've heard about this swine flu thing. And trust me, there's always some sort of scare in the news that people will say, how can I invest around that? Whether it's terrorism and body scanners or bird flu or mad cow disease or SARS or anthrax or the West Nile virus or earthquakes or tsunamis. Tsunami. Tsunami. Swine flu is a respiratory disease that breaks out in pigs. I don't know enough about it. I remember 2009, like the back of my hand, the virus mutates and can get into humans. Dun, dun, dun. And we have no immunity to it because we're not swines. But I remember the H1N1 virus and how it swept around the world, hitting 200 countries. It was a pandemic. The CDC estimated the swine flu killed 3,900 Americans. Do you remember that? 2009, 3,900 Americans died because of swine flu? And people would call my show and say, what are some investments in it? I was like, well, Gilead Sciences. Then you can get into some crazy stuff like Sea Trip because they were booking vacations to China. And we kind of felt like the problem was coming from China. There was a biotech company. There's all these little things that you could do. Queedle, which made... Rapid testing products to figure out if you had swine flu. But 3,900 Americans died of swine flu in 2009. You're like, that's a lot, right? But it was one of those things that like you've all also forgotten. 
but that'll come and go. And there's going to be moments where you're like, whoa, that's a little bit crazier than I, I was thinking. Um, as far as how can I invest in things? We always look, you know, to like the 4th of July holiday weekend and we go, can we invest in that? The end of the year budget flushes. Um, sometimes we'll take a look at the economy stinking. And when the economy is unemployment, it's at record low. It probably only has nowhere to go but worse. And when the economy is in unemployment is at a record high, it probably has – it could get worse for sure. But I need to start getting you thinking like that a little bit more. And not just, hey, there's a swine flu. There's something terrible that lives in my drain. I don't want to put my hand in there. I get that. Trust me, I get that. So there's going to be periods of time where candidates attack the high cost of drugs. And guess who's going to get hit as stocks? Drug makers. And guess who's going to be at all-time highs a little bit down the road? And a little bit down the road typically is like three to six months. It could be nine. But when the headlines go away, it's it, it can be fun, right? There was There's moments where people kind of get really caught up in this. And they start using headline news, whether it be swine flu or bird flu, the Asian flu. There'll be times where we get caught up and we're like, um, tonight on 60 Minutes, this company's come up with a new weight loss drug and it's going to change the world. I remember a company called Vivas Pharmaceuticals. And they were going to make something that somehow stopped you from getting fat or killed fat or blew up fat or did something, right? And that sounds great because we live in a society that's becoming more and more diabetic on a, just a regular basis. Um, you know, I'm, I'm guilty. But Vivas was a big buzzword in 2012 because they had this big, we're going to show the world kind of press release on the magic of their of their of their fat drug, right? Americans were going to be able to eat whatever they wanted. The stock was what was it at? Um, four or five dollars at one point in time. The company had so much promise. The stock was at thirty seven dollars. VVUS, VVUS, and they come out with these announcements like we're going to cure fat, and the stock goes from ten dollars all the way to twenty eight dollars. Now guess where it is today. 51 cents. Not making money. Not curing fat. But for a period of time, in 2011, we were fascinated by this company as a, a nation of investors. And again, I'm not saying the whole nation. But we're like, hey, did you hear about that company that's going to cure fat? So every year, there's going to be two or three of those minimum. And there's going to be two or three world events. Like, hey, I want to know, should I invest in a, a tour company that, that's in North Korea? Probably not. If North Korea and South Korea, but if North Korea and South Korea get along, a lot of people are going to be going on tours there. Yeah, but you don't know anything about North Korean currencies. And you don't know anything like about how they do business. And are they government owned or anything like that? You don't know about local investment laws. You don't know if uh, China's going to say, hey, North Korea, we've got some great booking technologies that you can use. Um, so just know it. Every year there's going to be something that sucks you in, the drama. I've dumped women before that I was dating as a younger man because the drama was too, too much. Drama's no good in stocks. Drama's no good in life. Drama's no good for mama. Drama's okay for the llama. Dalai Lama. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.